You're tapped in to an X-Men shortcast for the black queer perspective. 10 minutes of the unapologetic, the unfiltered, and the undeniable. Join me as I race the clock with old and new friends talking mutants, mess, meaning, and much, much more. This is Immortal X of Words. Um, mm-hmm. if I got Yeah, it happened immediately. And maybe more importantly, it's you said it all. He's giant. He's demonic. He's a maniac. He's got <laughs> full, beautiful lips. He's got fangs. He's got a gorgeous mustache, a brilliant smile, and eyes that glitter like coins in the darkness. This you are, you're down. You're down bad. I, I am lost in the sauce here. He's he's walking around. He's so confident in his body. He's so comfortable in the man that he is and in the power and the movement that he has. He doesn't feel like he's taking up too much space ever. And he just like, when he laughs and when he smiles, he throws his head back. He laughs with his entire body. That's an amazing trait in a man. That's an amazing trait in anybody. And it's a better trait in a cook. Oops. Okay, I didn't realize that it's going to be quite so scripted. That was very put together. Did you did you practice that? About this man. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode of X of Words, Immortal X of Words. You know what it is? We do mutants and we do it fast. I'm Ashley, and today sitting across from me, I have Steve. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> I, I tried not to do it exactly the way I always do it. <laughs> Uh, if you've if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you would have known that Steve is uh, a long time recurring guest um, and a very very dear friend of mine. And so, welcome. You can follow Steve. You can follow them. Uh, Howdy Duda. That's H O W D Y D U D A. And today we're doing another out of X. So every ten episodes, we're going to take you somewhere new. Krakoa's done the land. Uh, underneath Black Queer X fans is shrinking. And so I want to step as many as you, uh, I want to step as many of you through gates as I possibly can in this time into new places, new dimensions, new books, new titles, things that you will love as much as you love the X-Men. And today we're going to be talking about rare flavors. Don't resist, listeners, please. Uh, I have to... I have to say at the very top of this, I, I feel such warm nostalgia for hearing the H at the beginning of my handle. That is so nice to hear. Aww. It's a delight to be back. It's, it's lovely to have you. Always, you always be welcome. So, Rare Flavors, uh, let's talk. I'm going to start this off with like the recommendation of why you should read Rare Flavors. And I'll ground it in X books because that's what that's what we're here for. We're X nerds, right? So I want to give you I want to give you a little bit of like a apples apples type situation. So if you like Hellions because of the focus on antagonists, and if you like Immortal because of deep internal writing ringing, I think you'll kind of like rare flavors because. It's a mix, and we'll get into it more in the episode, but you'll see why those are the two recommendations. Steve, from your perspective, if you had to choose some X books that you think this is proximally near, what would you go for? Okay, so right off the bat, I said this uh, when I was talking to Ashley a little bit earlier, but I think if you like X-Men Red, you should get into this book in a big way. And 
it's it's partially because like i don't know that's such a vivid and like colorful book in terms of its like characterization and stories about community this book is really in so many ways a story about community about traditions about ancestors and like what is Arako if not that story over and over but mm. i also said that because i feel like rambi is a writer on, very much on a par with al ewing in terms of what he's been doing with digging into the deep emotional truth of these characters and like what it is really like to live in this world. Um, but that all being said, I actually was thinking about this just now. And I think the real reason that you should read this book, if you're an X-Men reader is this is the book that you have been asking for. This is the book where you're saying, Oh, why don't we get these quiet interpersonal moments? You know, these soap operatic moments between the superhero fights. I superhero comics don't always have to be just big fight. Every issue that distract from getting into the, the deeper stories and meanings of who these people are. This mm. is that book. If you're the person who loves those baseball games, this is that book. If you're the person who loves to read a little slice of life manga about like cooking sushi, this is that book. Mm. And what is black and queer about it? Um, it's, it's South Asian and it's demonic. That's, there we go. I, w- I will recommend you books where you can read about other types of people. You know, I'll always, and that's what I want. I want to stick. I want to keep this close to the core. I want to keep this close to the mission statement, which is, this is another book about brown folks that you will love. And if you're queer, you will, I mean, if you're anything like me, then look at Ruben. Let's not say that. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to stand where they are standing. <laughs> I don't know whether you're going to have the same reaction. I didn't necessarily have the same reaction, but you know what? I'm going to hit the time. We're going to chop it up. Okay. Number two, I, cover up. <laughs> <laughs> the X starts now. All right. So, um, rare flavors. Uh, we'll try not to spoil it for you, but the first issue, which I've read, is incredibly written. Incredibly written. Like this is some of the Ram V hooked me in a matter of sentences. Sometimes, sometimes it feels like you're reading poetry. Sometimes it feels like you're reading a family's diary. Sometimes it feels like you're reading historical excerpts. And the, the, the thing that I loved about it was that it doesn't, I think there's a skill in Ramvi's writing, which means he doesn't have to insist on himself too much. There's parts of this book that are just recipes. Yeah. They add to the book in such a powerful way. They're my favorite parts. They are. They are. There's a huge. I've never been more. I've never been more completely like enraptured about tea. Yeah. Do you all remember when you all the listeners anyway? Uh, <laughs> I remember back in the day when you hadn't been in a podcast. Look at you now. Look at you now talking about this mysterious third person. <laughs> you're. Oh, I've I've grown so much, but uh, yeah, you all need to remember that there was that. One issue of it, it was New Mutants. I don't. I think it was Ed Brisson. It may have been Vida Yala. I can't remember exactly. But mm-hmm, Glob Herman mm-hmm. shared uh, his vegetarian laksa recipe, and people were like, "Oh, this is so unique! Like a superhero comic that's showing me like a, a cultural dish that I could make at home." You're gonna get yeah. this in every issue of this series. That is the draw. Yes, South South Asian foods, but it's not just foods. The histories and tied to personal stories. And then layered back to the main character in a way that keeps you gripped to what the central conceit is. And um, I mean, how much should we spoil? What should we say? What can we I mean, say that would... Somebody in the X of Words chat already made the masala chai from this first issue and said it was great. So I think that's a huge recommendation. But 
I, what? Who? 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 I, I think it was Sabella. I'm not sure. Really? Who exactly I said missed, that? But. Look at that. Mad thing. I missed it. But well, um, see that. See see that inspiration. Um. Okay. All right. So we tee up. We've got we've got a main character who is who is an antagonist, and you will learn how they're they're an antagonist as you go through. I feel that they are. I feel like they are very protagonistic, but perhaps not on our exact moral wavelength, uh, because they are not antagonizing most people. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna stop defending Ruben right now because I'm just gonna get myself. <laughs> <laughs> he is a predator, and he's a very clever predator. You know, um, in the sense that he's you know a, a hunting beast, as he's described by uh, several of the other characters in the story. And there's mm. this interesting tension between wanting to follow him as the prime point of view of the story. And like, it's his dream that we're following and we get wrapped up and lost in the beauty and the magic of his dream yeah. of, of, of bringing this culinary life to the world and showing what he loves about food and people, but food and people are the same thing to him. So we have to grapple with that as readers. It is, and like, not to get too sort of high-minded about it, but I wanted to read more, even though I knew that was going to mean people were suffering. And the phrase, you can't have your cake and eat it too, came to mind while I was reading through this book, because I was like, the longer they go on, but I can't keep people safe and learn about this character. I can't, I can't have both of those things. And like... The more you turn, the more you realize that you are also just as enraptured in, you know, whatever uh, yeah. bites bites he's going to take out of the people and the stories and the histories that Ramvi's creating. I want to, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to give too many spoilers because people should really read this, but um, you said you were talking about the bites and he says something in the second issue that is so so interesting and so thoughtful about food and about people when they're eating and they're telling the stories because each, each recipe is told while they're telling a story about um, Ruben tells a story about basically the person that he killed to get the recipe, which is they tell him their story of their ancestors and their life story and how this recipe has like molded their life and the pain that they went through to keep making it and to develop it and to keep it with them despite losing everything else in their lives necessarily and then eventually yeah. at the end their lives and he says this really telling thing when he says um it is in the nature of the mirky to burn but if you wait if you endure there is flavor underneath the pungency of the chili the sugars from cooking it married with the flavor of wild meat untamed and simmering a latent taste saved for those willing to brave its trials. And here, I think I'm, I'm breaking it out of the quote for a second, but here I think <laughs> to the real, the real rare flavor of the book, which is the complexity yeah. of people's lives. Since every bite after is then filled with the expectation of getting there once again in life and in art, some flavors are made by the effort it takes to get to them. And I think I take that as a mission statement for this book going forward. If that doesn't thrill you, I don't know what does. <laughs> that is good. That is good. And even though I haven't read, so I haven't read the second issue, but Steve, uh, Steve has. And I couldn't get it at my shop. And tomorrow I'm going to walk to three other shops to see if I can get it. And we'll have to see it. I have to get it. Huh? 
<laughs> yeah, no, Blade is so fucking good. Blade is so fucking good. If, you, if you're wondering what the next out of X is going to be, it's going to be fucking Blade. So if you haven't read Blade, go do that. But if you want to hold on and wait for, for me to pitch it to you also. But thank you. Thank you, Steve, for that beautiful, beautiful excerpt of the book and the art on it. I mean, it's not just the story. Yeah. This is so if you if you it's the same artist who did the the many lives of Layla Star. Yes, it is the it is the full same team as the many lives of Layla Star, the creative team. Um, and you're absolutely right. Felipe Andrade is doing some extremely wonderful magic. The, the his color work, honestly, like his line work is great. He's an, he's a brilliant cartoonist. He makes he makes Ruben huge and imposing when he needs to be like the kingpin. And he makes him small and cute when he needs to be when he's walking through a market or something like that. Yeah. But the colors, the way he uses like parallel hatching of different colors that overlap and overlay and in- interweave with each other, like we are not letting go of that metaphor of complex flavoring and seasoning in this. Um, the sands, the skies royal with oranges and blues and greens and purples in a way that yes. just uh, it fills your mind. And the pages are seasoned. No, the pages are seasoned. Deeply they seasoned. Are. There is, yeah, there's no. There's no white space. There's no blank floating figures. Everything is very rich and layered. And it's, I'm sorry, it's corny, but it is a feast. It is a feast for the eyes. I can smell everything on the page. I can hear the sounds of like a bustling city. I can hear the steam escaping from cooking pots. And I can feel like the cold breeze under the stars at night. It's an incredibly sensual read. It is. And also, don't let that make you think that there aren't details to be uncovered. Because in some books that are visually gorgeous, it's almost like that's it. That's the one thing that they want you to, to yeah. have and see, that it's pretty, that it looks great. This is one of the books. There are very few first issues where I find myself fla- flipping back four pages to reread something with the new knowledge that I got towards the end of the book and yeah. watch how it was happening. And I did that at least three times. And so there's always something else. And I, I think it's amazing that you would have pulled up that quote about um, persevering for the real flavor, because I think going back and being able to retaste some of these old pages is what adds to their depth as well. I'll, I'll, it's just for you, so we don't spoil it. But the bit where I realized that he wasn't standing at the store. Yeah. The- oh, man. That one, that really... Yeah, the cut, the cut back where you go back and you go, I should have known then when I didn't, where did he go? That is interesting. And and the time skip, so much of it is so, so good. And um, yeah, just, just keep eating it. It's a book that you will, you will eat and eat again. Yeah. And you'll, uh, you'll notice no, no, no. other things as you reread it. I just reread it for the second time myself. Um, the second reread uh, anyway. Uh, and there's things I notice, like how when you're looking at paintings or when you're thinking about memories and stuff like that, the colors get even more intricately detailed than they normally are. They're a little flatter in the present day, whereas in the past they're even richer or in art, they're even more imaginative. And that's mm-hmm. just like such an attention to detail and tone. And Truly. yeah, Ram V's writing is just it's just drenched in like sun and memory and old pain that kind of is comforting now. It is. It is. And it feels it feels so personal. Like he's told you this story through what's it? Wait, what was the city? What city is it in actually? Do you know the city? I don't know. Um, they're moving around. They're from uh, he's from Samara. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, they are traveling quite a bit. I believe they're in Mumbai. When they 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're in the Mumbai yeah. when they do the chai. <laughs> they actually pass by a cafe star, a nice little reference to Layla Star. Hey. Okay. All right. So uh, that is our time. We've now hit the 10 minutes uh, and we've done it in 10. And now we're going to rate it out of 10. All right. So tell me what you would give Rare Flavors as a score. Uh, okay. So out of all the comics that I'm reading right now, which I'm reading quite a lot, mm-hmm. this is the 10 out of 10. This is the 10 out of 10 comic that I'm reading out of, out of, if I have to rank every comic that I'm reading right now, um, month to month across every publisher, this is the 10 out of 10. There is a nine out of 10 and it is a mortal Thor. Okay. All right. Well, thank you friends. Do with that what you will. Uh, I would say run, don't walk to get your copy of rare flavors and, Hit me up on X of Words or Van the First to tell me what you think and tell me your thoughts. These are books that I want to talk to you about uh, and hear uh, how how they land and, and sit with you. So thank you. Thank you, Steve, for being here again with me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you every time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a pleasure to talk to you too. Uh, I've been Ash. And I've been Steve. And this has been Out of X. Nah, fuck it. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. I have a ton of practice. <laughs>